Welcome to Zone Defense. Be sure to follow us on Spotify at Zone Defense Podcast, on Twitter at Zone Defense Pod, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Zone Defense Podcast. And be sure to ring that bell to get post notifications. Also, hit that like button, drop a comment down below, and let us know your thoughts on today's topic. Today, Chris and I will be doing our first edition of the Zone Defense Basketball Hour. How's it going, Chris? It's going well, Drew. Uh, I'm excited to talk about the NBA uh, here. You know, it was really fun doing our breakdowns. Uh, since then, we haven't really talked about the NBA a whole lot on that channel. But, you know, today we're going to get into uh, three things each, you know, three things from the season so far just that we found interesting as well as breaking down the uh, the blockbuster trade and the news going on with Kyrie. So I'll kind of start it off here with the, the big trade. You know, obviously the elephant in the room on this entire season, maybe – you can consider it the biggest trade in NBA history, which I actually do think it is because it was absolutely insane. But the the James Harden trade, clearly the big piece in the trade, the Brooklyn Nets traded for, you know, uh, disgruntled superstar James Harden uh, to pair him with Kyrie, well, Kyrie Irving's ghost and then uh, Kevin Durant. So um, in that trade, the Rockets were able, well, I'll, I'll kind of break it down at first. The Rockets initially got Karis LeVert, Kirox uh, Exum, four unprotected first round picks from Brooklyn, uh, three from Brooklyn, one from Milwaukee, it looks like, and then four unprotected first round pick swaps as well. So, you know, a total of, you know, four first round picks and then four pick swaps, you know, where they can swap with the Nets anytime they want, no questions asked. They just get basically the better pick of the two. So, you know, a lot of draft capital for them, a lot of important resources for them to, you know, really get into a rebuild here. But uh, also, the Pacers managed to trade for Karis Lever and and give up Victor Oladipo to the Rockets, kind of in the same trade. And then uh, in this trade, also the Cavaliers got Jared Allen because they th- and Torian Prince they threw in some draft capital as well. So, just a total, just absolute mess. I'll kind of break it down. I'll give you my initial thoughts, and I'll let you go. Um, I really think all four teams won this trade. Personally, it's crazy to say all four teams got something you know, of value, obviously the Nets, James Harden, they're basically just ring or bust this year at this point. I think they have to win. They have to win the NBA finals for this to be a good trade, but I think they're going to win the NBA finals. So, you know, I think it is going to be a good trade. Uh, The Rockets clearly have some issues, uh, but, you know, getting Oladipo and getting all that draft capital for Harden, I mean, Maybe you, you can make the argument that going after Ben Simmons would be the better way to go in this, getting the best player. You know, I think the Sixers were willing to give up Simmons. They just didn't want to give up a bunch of other pieces as well because Simmons is so good and so valuable. So I would say that would have been the better way to go. But, I mean, they got Oladipo, who's still a really good player. I mean, he's coming off the injury. I think he's only going to get better, and now he's got a kind of a more of a – you know, he was getting kind of out – outshined by both Brogdon and Sabonis here. I think he he could end up being the best player. I know I know Christian Wood's a good player, John Wall. It's going to make a pretty good, I, I mean, you can call it a big three, but just three solid players and guys that could all average around 20 a game. I mean, Wood and Wall are both right around 20 right now. Uh, you kind of throw him into that. I think they fit really well. It's going to be a good defensive backcourt with Wall and Old Depot and then uh, if he's got anything left, this team could still make the playoffs in my opinion. So I actually think even by massively downgrading players, I, th- I feel a little bit better about the Rockets' chances to make the playoffs without that big locker room cancer going on there. And then, obviously, the Pacers, Karis LeVert, a great player. Yeah, he's fantastic. Uh, I love Karis LeVert. I think he was 
like I mean, he's the third best player. He was the third best player on the Nets, but a I would say a borderline star in my opinion. I think he's that good. I think when he gets, I think this is going to be a, a good move for him. He's going to get. I know Brogdon's their point guard, but he's not like a. He can play off ball and stuff. So I think Lavert's going to have the ball in his hands. I think it's going to be really fun, really fun to watch to see how he fits in there. I think he fits a lot better than Obadipo did. But uh, and then Cavs got Jared Allen. Uh, I mean, whatever they do with Drummond, I don't think he's the long-term answer, despite absolutely going off yesterday with a 30-20 and 20 game and, and kind of carrying them to a win. Uh, I think Allen is more of a future role for this team. I think he, he's a, a good fit for them. He's a, he's a really talented big guy, both offensively and defensively in the low block. Drew, I'll give you, I'll give you the floor, man. Go ahead. Honestly, yeah, I agree with you. I think everybody won the trade. Um, I think the you touched on it there, though. I think the one team that might be a little bit worrisome is just the Rockets. I mean, it sounds like they either could have had, I think it was Matisse Thybul and Ben Simmons um, for James Harden from the Sixers. Uh, the Rockets were like, hey, give us Maxi and a couple first-round picks, and the Sixers were like, no thanks, and then that's when they accepted this deal. So it seems like they could have either, if they wanted to win now, they could have got Ben Simmons if they want to do more long-term because – um, let's not forget they lost basically all their first round picks in the Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook trades from a few summers ago. So, um, they needed to restock their draft capital. They elected to go that route. So we'll have to see how it goes. I mean, I think it was, uh, you could make arguments for both deals as them being really good. Um, they just decided they wanted to do, um, have a more long-term approach. And I think that that works out great. And let's also not forget, uh, the, the Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett deal from a few years ago, um, uh, when the Nets traded their entire future for Garnett and Pierce. Of course, Garnett and Pierce were near the end of their prime. Harden is still firmly in the middle of his prime. Um, he's got to get it in a little better shape, though, but who knows. Um, but yeah, but that, that obviously backfired uh, tremendously in the Nets' face, and the Celtics were able to use all those picks they got on guys like Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, uh, Jalen Brown. Um, so that could also potentially work out for the Rockets if this Nets thing doesn't go well. So um, overall, I do like what the Rockets did. Um, getting a guy like Victor Oladipo, reportedly he is not happy to be in Houston. I saw that last night. Um, and there's, I guess he really wants to go to Miami. Um, so he's on, an, he's on an expiring deal. Um, so they, they could just kind of just let this play out. Um, or they could try and trade him at the deadline because I know they can't trade him like right now because they just acquired him. Um, I think there's like a little bit of a, there's a couple months they have to wait, I think. Um, but I'm pretty sure by the deadline, they will be able to trade him again. So they could swap Oladipo for a few more picks as well. Um, but if they, even if Oladipo is like, Hey, let's, let's do this thing. I'll, I'll stay with the Rockets. Um, I actually really like this team. I think they're going to be better than they were with James Harden in a very weird way. Um, just because Harden wasn't playing well. I mean, I know he had a, Got up to a good start, but then when he realized I don't want, I really don't want to be in Houston anymore. Um, he was obviously out of shape. That's been well documented. Um, he wasn't playing super well, so I think just having that distraction um, and just locker room presence that Harden brought day in and day out, all the drama, all the practice, all the practice. Is he practicing? Is he not practicing? All the media questions. The fact that that just whole thing is gone now, I think that'll really help this Rockets team. And I think they are, they're, they're definitely going to be in the playing tournament, or at least be in in in. in in competition for the playing tournament when you got guys like John Wall, Boogie Cousins, assuming they can stay healthy, Christian Wood, Old Depot now. Um, they had what Jay Sean Tate's been kind of good recently. Um, so they have a solid team. And overall, I think the Rockets did a good job. Um, the Nets, there are some serious question marks there. I know we're talking about it a little bit later with, with Kyrie Irving. Um, is he playing? Is he not playing? Um, that, that's a concern because they did trade away a lot of their depth. Guys like Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, which you could argue were their third and fourth best players behind. Um, actually, I think there's really no argument. They were their third and fourth best players um, behind Kyrie and KD. 
so they're really going to hurt that. Obviously, Harden's a, an upgrade over Levert, but at the same time, they're really going to miss Jared Allen's defensive presence because he was really coming along strong there at the center spot, and now they're going to have to force DeAndre Jordan back into the starting lineup. Um, so I'm a little worried on the Nets front there, as well as just the chemistry. It seems like everyone's just booking their their ticket to the ring the ring ceremony right now, but I think uh, I, I think the Nets are the Bucks are going to put up a huge fight against the Nets. I also look at both the LA teams out west um, that'll put up a huge fight against the Nets as well. Even Philadelphia, maybe Ben Simmons motivated because he almost got traded. Who knows? So I, I'm I am a little worried about the Nets because they're going to score a ton of points, but also you got to play defense, and I don't know how much defense they're actually going to play. Um, but I'll quickly jump into the last two: Pacers, Karis Levert. Um, obviously, I'm biased. I'm a Michigan basketball fan. I, I've loved Karis since he was at Michigan. What feel I think it was what six, seven years ago now. Um, the big thing with him is is can he stay healthy? It was the same concern when he was at Michigan with his foot problems. Those those have unfortunately carried over into the NBA. Um, but when healthy, I mean, I think he is an upgrade over Oladipo because he's younger, he's cheaper. He's not a locker room distraction like Oladipo was. Um, and I, I think he's going to be a really good addition there to the Pacers team. Who, I, Not to spoil any of my three things, but I, I really love this Pacers team um, going forward. I think they could be a dark horse team in the Eastern Conference. And the Cavs, uh, Jared Allen, I already kind of talked about him when we were talking about the Nets side of things. I think he's a really great young center. Um, was really seeming to coming in, coming into his own um, with the Nets this year. And I think the Cavs, even though there's a log jam there at the moment with guys like Andre Drummond, Kevin Love, Larry Nance, um, I went. It, Drummond's name is already popping up in trade rumors. Um, his contract is almost um, unmovable, um, as we saw la even last deadline when the Pistons traded him for what John Henson and a couple second rounders. I think, I think and Brandon Knight too. That was it. Um, so they could trade Drummond, but they're probably not going to get a ton back. Same thing with Kevin Love. Hopefully, if he gets healthy, they can trade him as well. Um, because they're they're obviously older, um, and Jared Allen's a young guy. Still, I think he's only like 23 or 24 years old. Um, so that, this gives them a really solid um, quote unquote big three with the uh, Sexland backcourt with Darius Garland and uh, Colin Sexton, and then having Jared Allen as a, a nice presence in center um, as well as Okoro too. So that's a really that's a solid big four really. So um, this is a great move for the Cavs. Kind of, and they I think all they gave up was a second round pick to get him. And Torian Prince too. I mean, he's a solid bench guy. He's not a not a terrible player either. So um, I really 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 like it for the Pacers Cavs and actually even the Rockets uh, for the most part um, the Nets I am a little worried um, I know a lot of people are just like oh yeah they're gonna win the championship this year I don't know there's there's three other right. really good teams I think at least in the NBA that could uh, that could interfere with that but um, did you anything else you wanted to touch on with the trade no I mean I think it like I said I think it's a, a, a win a win 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 trade for everybody. I mean, we'll see about the Harden side, we'll see about the Rocket side. Personally, just first impression, I, I, I like the trade for everybody. I think it's gonna be uh really interesting to see how this plays out though for sure. But uh yeah, we can jump into the next thing right now if you'd like. Yeah, so I think the next thing we want to talk about was just the Kyrie Irving um, situation where he was uh, he missed a few games um, due to personal reasons. Um, and then a video appeared of him um, attending, I think I believe it was his sister's 30, his younger sister's 30th uh, birthday party without a mask on. Um, and the Nets were not aware of this. Um, so that caused him to miss a few extra games as well for uh, COVID protocols. Uh, reasons, and I think eventually he was fined, uh, I think $50,000, and he was also um, lost, I think, $800,000 in salary um, due to the fact that he missed games, as well as him not following the league's safety protocols. So, um, lots going on here with Kyrie, obviously, um, really ever since he left, even with Cleveland. I know I don't know if you saw that story, Chris, but he um, 
when the Cavs were it going to the finals, I think it was his last Cleveland, he was not talking to any teammates um, because he just was so upset with Cleveland and they were going to the finals. So they were a really good team, um, but Weird. he just wasn't talking to anybody. Weird. Uh, so there was that. Obviously, the situation with Boston where he was mad at the younger guys and then got traded out of, or left there um, for Brooklyn uh, last year. Very similar. Um, he was had some injuries where it was like, this is really as serious as it, as it sounds. And he was calling out a young, the younger guys in the media. Um, and now this year, um, he's doing all this stuff again. So um, I guess I'll open it up to you, Chris. Like, what are your thoughts on this situation? Because um, it seems like there's a lot of different perspectives that people are taking uh, when it comes to Kyrie Irving. I mean, for Kyrie Irving, obviously, I mean, when he's on the court, when he's motivated, he's one of the best point guards in the league. There's no question about it. Best ball handler in the league. And, and like, he can, he can pretty much do everything on the offensive end. I mean, this is... I would say a borderline generational talent at the point guard position. This guy is a stud when he's on the court. The problem is, is just, I don't know if he's worth all this off the court drama stuff. I think maybe they would have been better off trading him away in this deal possibly than, and, and keeping Lavert around than, than, you know, having the, this big three that may potentially be a big one. If Harden isn't in shit, well, there is a big one, but you know, Harden, Harden, you know, he has to get back in shape. I think he will. I think he's actually going to do well in Brooklyn personally. So I think it's more of a, uh, him and KD are, are going to be fine. It's just going to be, it's Kyrie even there, man. I just don't really know. Is he both there physically and just, you know, mentally, is he, is he in it with this team? I don't really know what other destination, what other team is going to make him happy. I, I just don't, I, I don't even think it's worth it to make him happy anymore. Personally. I mean, he's a really good player, but he's no, he's not LeBron James. He's not some guy that just has, should have all this power over, over the organization, you know, I mean, and he pretty much has it over the nets now. They don't have Lavert, so he's pretty much the only show in town at the point guard position. I mean, I know they they got Harden. Obviously, he can run. He can run uh, point as well. But you know, uh, Kyrie is really their only true point guard, and it just it it really is kind of just sad. I would love to see a motivated and just drama free Kyrie for a full season because he's so good. But he just it'll never happen. So, I mean, at, at what point do you say, just hang him up, man? Like you can't, you can't handle clearly the NBA isn't for you. Hopefully, you know, the rest of your life, you can, you can get something done, but it's just, I mean, it could, there comes to a point where it just is, is it really worth it? I guess if he's not producing at an elite level, which he, he has been to give him credit. He, he pretty much always has been despite even the distractions around the team or whatever. He's still been one of the, a high level player his entire career. It just, I mean, he's had the injuries. He's had, he's had this drama so far this season when there's, it's already a season filled with a lot of uh, hardships and, and players being out for legitimate reasons. And, and you just compare him to a guy like Carl Anthony towns. Who's out there. He's had seven family members die. Uh, he has COVID now, even which I, Thoughts and prayers for him. Obviously, he's one of my favorite players, man. I, I love him. But you compare a player like that to a player like Kyrie who's just taking these, like, breaks and stuff and whatever. I don't really know what's going on with him personally, but it just – you just look at that, and it's just two totally different things. I mean, it just it just really pains me to see it where it's it's a guy that I really like to watch play, but I just can't respect him because of the off-the-court issues and, and issues he has had with teammates and stuff. But uh, what are your thoughts on the situation? Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly agree with you. And I, I know I think Stephen A. Smith said how he should retire. Um, I honestly kind of – I know a lot of people are like, oh, that's ridiculous. I kind of agree with him. I mean, it just – no – I do have some issues with the way Kyrie has handled the situation. Um, 
obviously it's been a tough year for, well, I know it's 2021 now, but it's been a tough year counting this whole pandemic and everything. It's been a tough year for everybody. And, um, I don't, I, it seems like maybe he's just handling it tougher than, than other people, um, which is obviously a completely an understandable excuse. Um, well, not really an excuse, understandable reason. Um, but at the same time, uh, I feel like you owe it to your teammates, to everybody to, to talk to them and to tell them, hey, I'm not comfortable with this. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. I just need to take a, take a break. Um, and as, at least based on what Brooklyn said, it says it sounds like that they really haven't gotten that from Kyrie. Um, and when they're paying you, what, $30 million a year, I think that they, you, you, they, you owe it to them to give them some sort of explanation as to why. Um, because if, I mean, obviously everyone's, it's, it's a tough, tough circumstances everyone's going through and it's completely understandable if he just needs a break. Um, but you have to talk to them. And then, and I kind of, when he was missing games for personal reasons, I kind of understood it. But then when the video comes out of him at his uh, sister's birthday party without a mask on, I mean, that's just, that's just breaching the trust of all the guys in the locker room. Um, a lot of guys, you mentioned it there, Carl Anthony Towns has lost family members. Now he has COVID. Several guys, um, you know, you can't see your family. You can't go out as much. You can't do anything because of the league safety protocols. And for Kyrie to miss a ton of games because of personal reasons and then be caught um, at a party without a mask on, um, it, it's 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 sad. And he's supposed to be a leader of the team. And when you see your lead, if you're a younger guy on that team, I know there are a lot of veterans on that team. If you're a younger guy on that team, you see one of your leaders out there partying um what's that what's that what message does that send to the rest of the guys right and uh, i mean i know if i was a teammate of Kyrie's and he just was doing that stuff without giving any any um reason to why um and really breaking that trust i'd have a really serious problem with it um with that being said though um even though i disagree with all that that he did i can't understand if Kyrie just is like hey i just don't want to play basketball anymore i mean i think he he this is a couple years ago now but i believe he said in an interview um how he wanted to retire early like he wanted to retire young. So obviously a lot of guys go into their mid to late thirties. Um, he said he maybe wanted to retire in his early thirties or even maybe even before that. So um, I understand that. It just seems like he's much more into, and, and props to him, kudos to him. He's much more into the uh, social justice and advocacy and being, I think he's very religious, uh, maybe going to some sort of ministry. It seems like that's just more where his, his mind's at. Um, and I think maybe he just needs to, to realize that and, and follow that passion because it seems like at least last few years, it just seems like basketball um, just isn't his passion anymore. And you see guys like his teammate, Kevin Durant, James Harden, who go out there every single day. You can tell they really love the game of basketball. Um, and Kyrie, it just, again, it's fine. It just doesn't seem like he loves the game anymore. So um, right. I kind of, I think that's basically what Stephen A. Smith said too um, the other day on ESPN. And I a hundred percent agree with that because I kind of, I was, I was kind of thinking that last season too. It just seems like he's just not in, not into basketball anymore, which is obviously fine. Everyone switch, they switch, everybody switches careers um, all the time. So that's at least my thoughts on it. Um, I don't, again, cause it's hard for us to tell cause I don't know what his personal reasons are. And there's a, a good chance we're never going to know what his personal reasons are, um, whether they're a big something or whether it's, it's really nothing. But I, I, I did not like the video. I did not like how Kyrie handled that. Um, but I guess I can kind of understand the reasoning behind, um, him maybe just not wanting to play basketball anymore. But um, at the same time, though, you did sign a contract. They're paying you like 30 some million dollars a year. Um, maybe you can find it uh, to, to, to play basketball because they are paying you that much money or at least maybe take a contract um, uh, kind of or pay cut. I guess that's what I was trying to say something like that. But yeah. that's at least what I think about it. I mean, uh, yeah. And just kind of to recap or not recap, just kind of add to your point. Obviously, I mean, 
people don't talk about the good things Kyrie does enough, which he I mean this last year. I mean, he donated what over two million dollars to uh, the WNBA player for like salary yeah. loss. Or he he's donated to multiple different uh you know of this these things he believes in or whatever he's donated a ton of money to a bunch of different organizations whether it's you know the Black Lives Matter movement or just otherwise you know charities and stuff he he donates a lot of money and a lot of time he's he, I don't think he's a bad guy at all but like you said I really just I'm not sure he's he's in it I mean we're talking about the like this is an NBA podcast we have to get into you know what is it like. I mean, he's he's here to play basketball. I mean, he yeah. like you said, he has a he signed a contract. I, I and I kind of agree with you. Where it's like, if you, I mean, it's it's fine if you're not if you don't want to play, but just don't play. Like it's kind of a, like yeah. rather than be kind of leave the nets out to dry. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, with with Katie and Harden and all the teammates and everyone else on the team, uh, just leaving everybody else out to dry and you know thinking they have you, but they really don't. You know, I guess yeah. is what it what it is it's kind of where I have a problem with it. You know, it's, it's annoying yeah. a little bit for, it would be annoying at least as a teammate or whatever. But like, like I said, I mean, he's, he's, a, I think he's a good dude. I just don't know if basketball is this thing anymore. I think he's got a lot of other things on his mind and, you yeah. know, like you said, we may never find out, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see if he, if he can come back, get focused again, maybe the Harden trade rejuvenates him a little bit. This team can win the finals or whatever, at yeah. least one, and then he can he can move on if he needs to after that. That would be probably what's best for everybody. But we'll see. Maybe maybe he can turn his career around a little bit in terms of the off the field stuff for the next couple of years. Because I'm sure yeah. he's going to retire within the next two three years. Is what my kind of thoughts are. So, yeah. Uh, but we'll see. I guess. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned too all the the good stuff he does too. Because I mean, I feel like. He, because of how he handles himself in the bas- on and off the basketball court, in terms of like a basketball sense, like you said, um, he gets a bad rap for being a bad guy. But you mentioned it there. He's donated millions of dollars to all sorts of different uh, social justice causes and everything like that, which is great. Um, and he also does a bunch of videos of him, you know, giving his shoes to kids, talking to kids, talking to veterans, talking to soldiers. Um, he's, he's an overall, he's a good dude. I just don't know if he's... Just, just, I just don't think he knows how to handle the situation. And, and obviously, as you said, I agree, he's handled it pretty poorly so far. But uh, it sounds like, I think he said something in the media that he was like ready to go. He was like, hey, let's do this um, with, with Harden and Katie. So um, maybe he's motivated. But as we've seen when the years pass with Kyrie, it seems like he's, he's motivated. He's good to go one day and then the next day. Because even like what? Not even a month ago, when around Christmas Day, when they uh, played really well against, I think it was what Golden State, I think no, not Golden State. I forgot who they played on Christmas Day, but um, they, or the Celtics. Let's play the Celtics, and Kyrie was really good, and everybody was like, "Oh man, the Nets are just going to roll to the championship." Uh, and now, not even a month later, we're, we're dealing with this. So, um, I think it, I will say last final point here. It is telling though that the Nets traded for James Harden because a lot of people are like, "Oh yeah, they're making a big three. I think James Harden might be. I mean, that's heck of uh, an insurance plan right there. But I think James Harden is, is some Kyrie insurance here. If maybe the Nets know something that we don't, where Kyrie is, uh, Kyrie might be retiring pretty soon. So now, even if Kyrie retires, the Nets next year will be in a very similar spot as to the, as how they were the start of this year with two superstar guys. If anything, there might be an, even a, in a better spot because I think Harden is a better player than Kyrie. But. Um, heck of an insurance plan to get a guy that has been totally calling out his teammates and stuff in Houston and then and trading uh, everything. Hey, for hey, him. Hey, but he, he, he sent out a thing uh, yesterday saying how he loved Houston, how he's indebted to them. So, Hey, he's a good guy. And he didn't, he didn't, he gave it, he didn't want to leave Houston according to that post. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
uh, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. But I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if the best business decision is to go after a guy that was just calling out teammates, coaches, organization, pretty much everybody, and and trying to replace him with a dude that has been, yeah. you know, kind of in and out of the team, you know. But uh, you know, we can get into our three things. I'll let you kind of lay it out first. Yeah, real quick though, I just wanted to say something. Uh, um, go ahead. I can understand like Kyrie stuff and I can, like, as we said, we talked about, it, I can kind of understand the reasoning behind it a little bit. The James Harden thing, he's just a jerk, quite frankly. I mean, what are you doing, dude? Like you're going out, you're calling everybody out and then you come out and say, Oh, I love Houston so much. It's so sad for me to leave. <laughs> what? Anyway, um, so I, I had a problem with that, but, uh, and I, I don't really, I don't really like Harden anymore, but at Kyrie, I can at least see what's going on. But anyway, we'll jump into the three things. Um, so it's pretty simple. Um, Chris kind of outlined it at the very beginning, but we're each going to present three topics. We'll just go back and forth um, of big storylines, things we want to talk about that are going on right now in the NBA. So um, I guess I can start us off here real quick. Um, so I'm a Pistons fan. Uh, the Pistons obviously suck. Um, but no one wants to hear about the Pistons because it's obvious they suck. Jeremy Grant, though, Dark horse, most improved player candidate. Um, he's been he's been looking really good, but they're only at two and nine right now, so they're not a great team. But some other teams that are also not doing super great: the Washington Wizards. Russell Westbrook's been gone for a very long time, obviously, as well as Bradley Beal keeps putting up sixty points, but yet they keep losing games. Um, but I think I feel like some people were like, "Hey, the Wizards, they they might be good, they might not be good. I don't know." Um, there might be some serious rumors. There's not some rumors there yet, but I could see a world where Bradley Beal gets traded here very, very soon if he's just like, I'm tired of losing. Um, but like I said, we kind of understood, hey, maybe the Wizards aren't going to be super good. We were both high on them, but it's not super surprising, especially without Westbrook, that they're not doing great, even though Westbrook hasn't had a great season in the few games he's played. But the team that's not doing well that I really want to focus on here is the Toronto Raptors. I mean, they they won again last night, um, but they're currently 3-8. and eight. Um, they are the third worst team in the Eastern Conference, and I believe the fourth worst team overall. Because in the West, 